The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. He held me down on the bed. I tried to get away, or tried to get him off of me, and kept asking him to stop, but it was impossible. I remember Harvey afterwards rolling over onto his back saying, don't you feel we're so much closer to each other now? To which I replied, no. The next thing I knew, he had unzipped his fly and pulled out his penis. My heart started pounding. My mind started racing. How do I deal with this? How do I get out of this? Am I going to get out of this? You are hearing a montage of various women, and there are many more, accusing Harvey Weinstein of attack. That was Mimi Halea and Heather Kerr talking about their sex attack stories. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories right now. Harvey Weinstein still on bond with all of these sex assault charges against him. Joining me in all-star panel, Troy Slayton, renowned defense attorney out of L.A., John Cardillo, former NYPD, Dr. Daniel Bober, renowned forensic psychiatrist, joining me out of the Florida jurisdiction. Right now to Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Levi, what's the latest with Weinstein? Well, he has new charges that have been filed against him, and we don't know the identity of the victim that's accusing him because that's kept under seal. But we do know as part of these new sexual assault charges against him that an actress that starred in The Sopranos, an Emmy Award winner, Annabella Shiora, has is going to be used as a prior bad act witness. She claims that in the 90s that he sexually assaulted her one time after they had a business meeting in New York City, that he forced his way into her apartment and violently raped her. And then after that rape, that he he sexually harassed her in the workplace for years and that this has caused her so much trauma and distress that she now sleeps with a baseball bat at her side. This is one of the more horrific tales of sexual assault that he's allegedly committed, and she is going to expected to testify against him as a prior bad act, as a 
similar circumstances to the new allegations that have been leveled against him. Hollywood honcho Harvey Weinstein pleading not guilty to two new charges of predatory sex assault as his trial in New York now delayed by four more months. He pled not guilty in the last hours to an indictment adding two new charges to his New York trial. Prosecutors argued the indictment will now open the door for, remember, the hit show on HBO Sopranos? The actress Annabella Sciorra from The Sopranos to testify against him in the sex assault case. As you heard Levi describe, Sciorra says Weinstein raped her inside her Manhattan apartment after she starred in a film for him for his movie studio in the 90s. Now, prosecutors could not charge him with the attack on Sciorra because of the time statute of limitations. But this new indictment will allow them to call her as a witness. The case has also been moved to January 6th. What about it to Troy Slayton? Similar transactions. That's what they are called under the law. Prior bad acts, Nancy. This is a way for prosecutors to make an end run around the Constitution and bring in charges that they would not otherwise be able to bring because they're time barred by the law. In this case, the judge had previously ruled that uh, the allegations that Annabella Sciorra had made about an attack in 1993 could not be brought before the grand jury. She was barred from testifying before the grand jury because these claims are too old. And there's a good reason why we don't bring claims that are 20, 30 years old against somebody. It's because they're too hard to defend. People's memories fade. Things get lost. That's such BS. You know, in most jurisdictions, there's no time limit on similar transactions. So maybe in your jurisdiction out in L.A., there's a time limit, but not so in the majority of jurisdictions across the country, especially when there is a fingerprint crime. And what I mean by that to forensic psychiatrist Dr. Daniel Bober, according to all of these women, it's the same thing over and over and over. Hey, you want a part in my movie? Come and talk to me about it. The nice uh, female secretary assistant knows darn well what's going on and ushers the fly into the spider web where She's raped. Same thing. Let's go back to your apartment, talk about your career. She's raped. It goes on and on and on. It's a fingerprint crime. He always does the same thing, Dr. Bober. Why shouldn't the jury hear about it? It's, it shows a pattern of conduct that is so similar that that is his M.O. And so in cases like this, it is admissible for that reason. John Cardillo joining me, former NYPD. What do you know about Weinstein? So interesting, Nancy. Back in 2009, I was doing some consulting producer work with a very well-known television producer for one of the larger networks. We were looking at a series about sexual predators and, and uh, how law enforcement would track them. It was a bit gritty, so it never got picked up. But in, I was in the car myself, this producer, again, a household name, and a retired LAPD detective. And the producer said, we were talking about the, the pervasive problem of sex abuse in Hollywood. And this is 10 years ago. He said, I don't know how Harvey Weinstein isn't in jail for the rest of his life. And the uh, agent said to me, he goes, yeah, you know, we've tried, but this guy is a horrible person. He destroys careers. The LAPD task force had info on him, NYPD. And this is going back 10 years now. They said they had witnesses, but 
like the stories we're hearing today, he would destroy their careers preemptively and then continue not just to harass them. Now, again, this is anecdotal, but also harass their friends, their family, destroy careers in the business of people that would even go and have a coffee with them to console them. This is before this was ever in the headlines. So when this all came out, it wasn't surprising to me. It comported with what I was told 10 years ago by a very reputable source. And the stories that they told me then about him are almost identical today. I have to say, as, as a former investigator, I believe every one of his victims, because people as high profile as Annabella Sciorra have nothing to gain by coming out and, and telling the stories in the way they're telling them. Nothing to gain whatsoever. And your former NYPD, what do you make of New York prosecutors having one victim wired and having Weinstein trying to caught on audio tape, trying to force himself onto her sexually, and they didn't prosecute it. Well, it wasn't them. You, I blame, I squarely blame, and I know some of the investigators on this case, former colleagues of mine, Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance, who I feel through this case, and I'll say it, through this case, because Weinstein was a big donor and Weinstein's lawyer was a big donor to his particular political party. Weinstein's lawyer donated to his campaign. Weinstein hung out with the New York elite that Cy Vance needed to stay in office. And the special victims detectives on this case were absolutely livid. They were infuriated to the point where they wanted to shut down helping the DA's office, but they didn't. They're professionals and their other victims deserve justice. But to a person, to a man and woman in the special victims unit and their commanders, they were infuriated at the way the DA dropped this case. Let me just add this. The New York City Police Department Special Victims Unit has some of the most talented, proficient, professional detectives in the world. They don't present cases to the DA's office unless they are 100% sure those cases could be made. So again, they were livid about this. Long story short, understand this, Cardillo. I don't blame the SVU. I don't blame the detectives. They're the ones that wired her up. They're the ones that bent over backwards, did somersaults, did flips to try to get him, and they did get him. It all came to a screeching halt in the district attorney's office where no one would take it to trial. Now the case has a delay. The trial now delayed because of a new indictment, and it's got to be delayed because the defense needs time under the law to prepare. Right or wrong, Troy Slayton? That's right, Nancy. and the prosecutors and defense team are going to duke it out in legal briefs about what the actual charges are so that way the defense team knows going into the trial exactly what it is they have to defend against. Stories with Nancy Grace. I was sitting on the bed talking to Harvey when he pushed me back and forced himself onto me. It was not consensual. He did not use a condom. Once he excused himself to go to the bathroom and he came back in nothing but a robe, obviously his whole demeanor, demeanor changed. He's holding my forearm pretty forcefully and um, we're both now standing in front of the mirror, and he just keeps saying, just watch me, just watch me masturbate. And I wake up, and, and then all of a sudden, he takes his pants down and starts doing his stuff, and I, he's blocking the door. 
I can't get out. And, and then he says, you know, you're a really nice girl. You shouldn't tell anybody about this. You are hearing a montage of various women, and there are many more, accusing Harvey Weinstein of attack. The trial now delayed because of a new indictment, and it's got to be delayed because the defense needs time under the law to prepare. Of course, the court is absolutely right. How in the world did we get here? Listen. Prosecutors also recently obtained an email Evans wrote in 2015 to a man she later married. They say that account differs from the one she provided to investigators. Weinstein's attorney says he thinks Evans lied about what happened. Lucia Evans, who you will see from the documents released, uh, has clearly, in our opinion, uh, committed perjury on several occasions. But her attorney maintains she's telling the truth. It only speaks volumes about the Manhattan DA's office and its mishandling of my client's case. They used her <laughs> for months. They had all of the evidence that they have now. They made her walk through the scene of the crime, release her most personal therapy and medical records, and sit through endless hours of interrogation and prep. Weinstein walked into Manhattan Criminal Court this morning where a judge dismissed a sexual assault allegation made by one of three women in the case, actress Lucia Evans. She had accused the movie producer of forcing her to perform oral sex during a meeting at his office back in 2004. But the single charge was dropped by the judge after the court unsealed a letter Manhattan prosecutors wrote to Weinstein's lawyer last month about new evidence uncovered. A witness claims NYPD detective Nicholas DeGaudio coached her to stay silent about evidence partially contradicting Evans' account of the sex assault allegation, allegedly telling her less is more. You are hearing CBS New York 2 reporter Alice Gaynor reporting on the stunning blow to the state. Joining me, Vincent Hill, cop turned PI, Ashley Wilcott, judge and lawyer, Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned LA psychoanalyst, and now Alexis Terezchuk, investigative reporter, radaronline.com. Alexis, what is happening? So, what's happened is the prosecutors in Manhattan have decided to drop one of the sex charges against Harvey Weinstein. From the first victim who came forward, Lucia Evans, what they are saying is that there are multiple examples that they have found that contradict her story, her version of the attack of Harvey Weinstein. What she said is that he forced her to perform oral sex on him, watch him masturbate, everything that everybody knows about Harvey Weinstein. What they said is that one of her friends had been spoken to by a detective and said that she had a different story and that Lucia had told her a different story. And the detective told this friend, well, you are under no obligation to testify. So Harvey Weinstein's attorneys argued that this was basically witness tampering. The detective was not following the right protocol, had basically, in their words, broken the law by doing what he was doing and was damaging the case. And the judge threw the charge out because of her. Listen to this. The NYPD says an internal affairs investigation over the allegations against the detective began a week ago, and he is now off the case. The overall criminal case against Mr. Weinstein remains strong. The evidence is compelling. There are five remaining counts in the indictment, including predatory sexual assault. 
In total, more than 75 women have come forward accusing Weinstein of sexual abuse. But Weinstein's lawyers are seeking a full dismissal of the entire indictment after Evans' allegation was dismissed. We argue that uh, Lucia Evans' uh, perjury contaminates certainly count one, but in our opinion, the entire grand jury presentation. You are hearing again from CBS New York 2 reporter Alice Gaynor, but the dismissal of count six does not affect the remaining counts of this indictment. There have been many times in a plea agreement when somebody's charged with 10 felony counts, I'll merge. Let's just say somebody breaks in and they're charged with a burglary and they're charged with uh, theft of a car. I'll merge them and I'll say, fine, you plead guilty to the big one, burglary, and I'll drop the theft by taking a car. There's many times one count is dismissed and you go forward on the other counts. In this case, I doubt very seriously there's going to be any plea bargaining going on as his trial in New York now delayed by four more months. He pled not guilty in the last hours to an indictment, adding two new charges to his New York trial. Prosecutors argued the indictment will now open the door for, remember, the hit show on HBO Sopranos? The actress Annabella Sciorra from The Sopranos to testify against him in the sex assault case. Listen to this. We are exclusively airing never-before-heard audio of the first conversation Harvey Weinstein had with the New York Times reporters who broke the story of his alleged sexual assaults. On the tape, you can hear Weinstein trying to defend himself as his empire is about to fall apart. Here's Les Trent. Hello? Hello? Hey, hi. Who's on? Harvey Weinstein. The secretly recorded tape was made in 2017. No, excuse me, this is Harvey Weinstein talking. On the phone, Weinstein and two New York Times reporters, Jody Cantor and Megan Tui, who give Weinstein a chance to respond to their investigation. We've found a pattern over three decades of allegations of sexual harassment of multiple women. I think you ought to be specific and tell me who they are and if they're on the record. Weinstein tries to challenge their reporting. There are many mistakes you've made. Do you want to identify any of them? I, uh, we, we will. I promise you we will. I'm going to say this nicely. Get the facts right. You're journalists. The now disgraced media mogul tries to defend himself. I'm not a saint, but I'm not the sinner you think I am. The reporters ask Weinstein about actress Rose McGowan, who said she was sexually assaulted by Weinstein in 1997. We know that in 1997, you paid um, $100,000 to Rose McGowan following uh, an encounter in a hotel room. Is there anything that you want to tell us about that? Weinstein refers almost every question to his attorney, Charles Harder. I'll let Charles handle that. I think Charles can respond to that. Charles Harder's frequent response? Yeah, I will get back to you on that. We'll get back to you. Yeah, I'm going to get back to you on all of these things. Weinstein did respond soon after, denying any sexual misconduct. Weinstein was in a conference room at his now-shuttered offices in the Tribeca neighborhood of Manhattan when the call with the Times reporters took place. They told Weinstein they wanted to record the interview. Standard procedure, they said. We're going to, um, just for accuracy, the sake of accuracy, um, just record this. I'm not comfortable with that. 
Can we can we forget about that? So then we should assume then that you guys are not recording us? No, we're not recording you. But according to this man, Weinstein was lying. He tells me to take the conversation. Frank Gill is former head of human resources for the Weinstein Company. After the call, Frank Gill says Weinstein became paranoid that an insider at his company was feeding information to the Times. Two days after the tape was made, the Times published its bombshell story. You are hearing our friends at Inside Edition. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Harvey Weinstein still on bond with all of these sex assault charges against him. Joining me in all-star panel, Troy Slate, renowned defense attorney out of L.A., John Cardillo, former NYPD, Dr. Daniel Bober, renowned forensic psychiatrist, joining me out of the Florida jurisdiction. Right now to Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Levi, what's the latest with Weinstein? New charges filed against him and we don't know the identity of the victim that's accusing him because that's kept under seal. But we do know as part of these new sexual assault charges against him that an actress that starred in The Sopranos, an Emmy Award winner, Annabella Shiora, has is going to be used as a prior bad act witness. She claims that in the 90s that he sexually assaulted her. She is going to expected to testify against him as a prior bad act as uh, similar circumstances to the new allegations that have been leveled against him. Hollywood honcho Harvey Weinstein pleading not guilty to two new charges of predatory sex assault as his trial in New York now delayed by four more months. How in the world are we right here right now? How can all these women be ignored? He held me down on the bed. I tried to get away or tried to get him off of me and kept asking him to stop, but it was impossible. I remember Harvey afterwards rolling over onto his back saying, don't you feel we're so much closer to each other now? To which I replied, no. The next thing I knew, he had unzipped his fly and pulled out his penis. My heart started pounding my mind started racing. How do I deal with this? How do I get out of this? Am I going to get out of this? As a matter of fact, we have audio tape where Harvey Weinstein allegedly can be heard pressuring a young woman, a model, pressuring her to watch him take a shower. Oh, my skin is crawling. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. Don't drink. Can I stay water. on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm very embarrassing. I'm sorry. I, I don't cannot. Come no, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for me. I, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't want to. 
quick thing, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I promise. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, I ask you. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing stay. you. First it's just all, that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Honey, don't have a fight with me. It's not Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children, please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling please, very uncomfortable right please now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why you can go. you touch my breast? Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. Are you used to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on, sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. I don't. I never call me again. Okay, I'm sorry. Nice. I promise you, I won't do anything. I know, but yes, it was too the much. Guys I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. It's, I know, but it's kind of like it's too much for me. I can't. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, Please. but I want to leave. Okay, bye. I, I just feel like I want to throw up after hearing that. You were hearing when one of the alleged victims of movie mogul Harvey Weinstein coercing a young model, Ambra Batalana Gutierrez, forcing her or trying to into a sex act. And with me now, the man who was taking on Harvey Weinstein, representing two of the women that claim he assaulted them. Jeff Herman is with me, plaintiff's lawyer in the Harvey Weinstein and Brian Singer sex assault lawsuits. That takes a lot of guts. Let me tell you something. It's hard to go against somebody rich and powerful and famous. Believe you me, I've done it, and I still suffer the repercussions from it to this very day. First to Alexis Tereschuk, before we hear Jeff Herman's take on this, Alexis Tereschuk, RadarOnline.com investigative reporter. Alexis, how many women are now claiming Weinstein either harassed them, came on to them, uh, touch them or outright raped them. This is a sickening number, Nancy. It is almost 100 women. Holy moly. Alexis, how did it get to be 100? Help me. I think that people are so, have been so snowed by these men for so many years. And as a reporter, I, I have to include the statements from the people that are accused. It's what we have to do in our job. And so the fact that you fought back against that man is, is really interesting. And it was Rose McGowan who has been calling out Harvey Weinstein. Yes, people. Rose McGowan. Yep, she has. And she is not a lone voice in the wilderness, although she may have been one of the first. Before I go to Dr. Bethany Marshall, L.A. psychoanalyst, I want to go to Jeff Herman, the man who is taking on Harvey Weinstein Jeff, you know you're jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire, right? Because, you know, as much as we all suspect he did this, I mean, could 100 women be wrong? And if one of them, one of them is telling the truth about rape, you know, in some jurisdictions, you can still go to jail for life for rape, Jeff. Yes. You know that. You're a lawyer. Yes. So, uh, long story short, it doesn't matter if he's guilty to some people. He's rich and he's powerful. Okay, tell me the whole thing, Jeff Herman. Start at the beginning. Sure. How did you first decide you would take on 
Harvey Weinstein in civil court since apparently police are doing nothing. Right. So so the first case that I took on was was for Dominique Hewitt, uh, which is a young aspiring actress who when when she tells her story, um, it, it's it's very interesting because she's one of the victims who, like many of these, are what we call complying victims. They're they're adult women who end up being lured into his hotel room. What she alleges is that she's thinking it's a business meeting, um, and then he comes out in a bathrobe, naked underneath, um, and starts to touch her and persists until the point where she relents. Now, actually, the reason I use the word compliant because it explains why victims – why it's so difficult to come forward because there is a self-blame. The self they think they've done something wrong, and – doesn't I'm not saying a complying victim means they're not victimized. What I'm saying is it's a term that explains the complexity of what goes on in a victim's mind and how the perpetrator is able to get away with it. i got to think of a better word. I want to go to the first one that Jeff Herman has described as, as rep- he's representing, and it's Dominique Hewitt. Jeff Herman, tell me how you met her, how you analyzed her demeanor, and what you've learned about her case before we move to the next alleged victim. D- uh, Dominique reached out to me. Um, and wanted to tell her story. I wasn't sure what she could do, whether there was any action she could take. And she, in our, in, our, in, in our first conversations, talked about, well, she felt that maybe, you know, she could have run out of the room. Maybe she did something wrong. And then we talked about that, and um, she began to understand sort of the pressure she was in and how when she was in that room, her mind sort of froze, and, and she went into what some people call this tonic immobility, which is like you, you well, don't, What did you say? The what? To, tonic immobility. Tonic immobility. I've never heard that. What is that? It's, a, it's like the, the freeze state. When, oh, when, freeze. when a person's in their stress response, they freeze, and as much as they may want to scream and run out of the room, they can't. They feel paralyzed. Um, and that's very confusing to a victim. I get a lot of cases for women who are assaulted in mis- getting a, a massage. And afterwards, they question themselves, well, why didn't I run? Why didn't I scream? And the answer is they couldn't. Their, their minds would not let them because they are sort of playing dead as a defense mechanism. Hold on just a moment. I want to go through uh, this particular victim's claim, or should I say alleged victim. Alexis Terezchuk, give me, in a nutshell, what happened with Jeff Herman's client, Dominique Hewitt. She, like many other women in Hollywood, agreed to take a meeting with Harvey Weinstein at the Peninsula Hotel. This is back in 2010. And she went to the meeting. Which I, I I know it seems weird to people that have all of their business meetings, you know, at, at work in a conference room. But this is what the way that Harvey Weinstein has been conducting his meetings for thirty years. Well, that that's not unusual, Alexis. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So she shows up to his hotel room and he's wearing a robe and there's nothing underneath it. He he grabs her and he he starts molesting her and and this this is exactly what all of the other victims have said they said that they show up he's in a robe you know he's this huge guy and so he's physically not only is he physically intimidating he is the most powerful man in hollywood he has made careers of so many people so everybody wants to work and destroy careers if you believe ashley judd so when you say he molested her what a Okay, Alexis, sorry, but this is Nancy Grace Crime Stories. You don't get off with sugarcoating it. What does she say happened? She said he grabbed her under his clothes, he grabbed her breasts, and he started fondling her, and she was terrified. Well, there you go. Jeff Herman, 
the lawyer who is taking on Harvey Weinstein in two of these cases. Does that jive with what she's told to you? Well, yeah. I mean, what, what, what he starts with the massage and says she alleges he, he says, give me a massage. Come on, let's just let's we'll help us calm down and relax. And, and she resists at first. Wouldn't and he help pers- me calm down. Right. And, and he persists. And, and uh, eventually she finds herself giving him a massage. And then he kind of rolls over and he starts to masturbate and he stands up and sort of masturbates in front of her. And then then the meeting ends. Jeff Herman, aren't you and Alexis Tereshuk leaving something out, something called sodomy? Alexis, how did you leave out that little fact? I did. I left out the fact he performed oral sex on her because she felt like she had to. Okay, uh, Alexis, Jeff, and Dr. Bethany, let me explain when it's not consensual, it's not oral sex, it's a crime. And this is what Dominique Hewitt just said. Listen to this alleged victim of Harvey Weinstein in her own words. I feel like it was a coercive thing, um, just that he wouldn't let it up, that he... <laughs> that it was just going to happen no matter how hard I refused. Mm-hmm. And you, did, you said no. How did it end? Did yes. you, how did you leave the, the uh, hotel room? Um, it's just that I left after pretty much he was done with whatever he intended to do. So I just left after... I don't know how to put it, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me ask Jeff, because he's there with you, your lawyer. Um, and you, fi- you filed the first lawsuit against them, and it's not Harvey in particular, it's the Weinstein Company. And I'm wondering, well, first let me ask, ask you, Dominique, do you, do you, did you ever report it to the Weinstein Company or to the board? I did not, because I had heard a lot of stories about his behavior in the past, and I just, you know, I was an actress looking for a break, and he's a gatekeeper, and he, I felt that he used his position, mm-hmm. you know, to try to make me do something that is not in accord with how I usually behave. That was from NBC's Megyn Kelly today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Back to the man who was taking on Harvey Weinstein in two of the alleged sex assaults by the Hollywood superstar. I want to ask you, Jeff, you claim that you are very interested in taking Weinstein's brother, Bob Weinstein's deposition, as well as other Weinstein company employees to see who knew what and when. In other words, were other people within the Weinstein company complicit? Did they, in my world, aid and abet him raping or sodomizing unsuspecting women. Explain your legal theory, Jeff Herman. Sure. Yeah, in fact, the second case that I filed uh, for Katie and Noble actually also sued uh, Bob Weinstein and the Weinstein Company uh, for exactly that, aiding and abetting um, what I consider to be a violation of, of the federal sex trafficking crimes in that they, they knew, we alleged, that Harvey was using his position of power for decades um, to, to get women alone, sometimes in his hotel room, where he would then coerce them and then use physical force to get these women to engage in sexual behavior with him. Um, at the same time, dangling help in their career, which in, a, which in essence is, is sort of providing them with some sort of benefit. Um, and because of that, we think that they're liable under these, these sex trafficking laws. And so with Bob, 
uh, there's allegations that he even was paying for some settlements. Uh, you know, there's been settlements and allegations going back for decades, even before there was the Weinstein company, there was Miramax. And um, we believe that he knew it back then. Jeff, who is your other client? So the other client is Katie Noble, who is a young British actress who met Harvey Weinstein at the BAFTA Awards in London. And uh, Harvey came over to her, said he loved her look, he was going to help her in her career, and then immediately put her in touch with people in his company. She followed up with them, um, sent them over a film reel, and then ran into Harvey again at the Cannes Film Festival. And she alleges there that Harvey said, oh, I haven't had a chance to see the film reel. Let's go up to my room and look at it, which he did. But interestingly, when they get up to the room, he calls what he claims to be one of his producers. And he puts the producer on the phone with Katie and the producer says to her, listen, Harvey is going to take care of you. Just do whatever he wants. And she's not really sure what he's talking about, but they hang up the phone. They start watching the film reel. And then Harvey says to her, listen, I just really want you to like me. And he starts to touch her. She says no. He, she walks away. He grabs her. She alleges he drags her into the bathroom where he puts her in front of the mirror. And then from behind, while he's watching himself do this, fondles her breasts, and then takes out his penis and puts her hand and holds it on her penis and masturbates himself while he's watching this in the mirror. I'm just a little confused. I feel like Alice in Wonderland where everything doesn't fit anymore. I want you to listen to this a beautiful young actress. She's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, Katie Noble. Here she is speaking out, saying, quote, what he's done, it just ruins people's lives. Then I went to Cannes in May 2014. And whilst I was there, Harvey Weinstein approached me in the Majestics, in the lobby. It was quite forceful in the sense of telling me to relax. And I think then I started to like get a little bit confused. He took hold of me and pretty much forced me to walk with him to the bathroom where he stood me in front of the mirror and he stood behind me and I was like what are you doing and I'm like and he's like touching me rubbing me and he's like just relax and I'm telling him to stop and he would raise his voice but at the same time he kept reassuring me that everything's going to be okay. Katie Noble is a British model and aspiring actress who is coming forward now over an alleged assault And she speaks through tears, saying what he's done ruins people's life. She's suing not only Weinstein, but his brother Bob Weinstein and the Weinstein Company, claiming they violated U.S. sex trafficking laws when the high-profile Hollywood producer allegedly assaults her brutally in 2014. Now, this action has been filed in the district court in Manhattan. She says that Weinstein used Naomi Campbell and, of all people, Oprah Winfrey, who is, like, (laughs) beloved, to trick her. Now, don't think Naomi Campbell and Oprah Winfrey had anything to do with any of this, but what she saw was this alleged victim, Kadian, saw Weinstein hanging out with Naomi Campbell and had Oprah Winfrey near him. And she thought, wow, you know, it it must be legit. I mean, of course, somebody like Weinstein would never, ever 
attack someone in power that could actually retaliate. Oh, no. His victims are people that he believed nobody would ever listen to. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.